Good morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America and to the Republic for which they stand. Two nations under God, quite divided, but liberty and justice for some. You can reach us at Ehud at It's a Religion.org. That's Ehud at It's a Religion.org. And we exist to encourage you in your faith if you have some in the right direction. And uh, those of you who don't, we hope to humbly encourage you to consider something different, something better, something truer, something uh, worthwhile, um, more worthwhile than anything that you will ever imagine once you leave this planet. And you are going to put faith in something you are already putting faith in something. You're putting faith in people. You're putting faith in a system. You're putting faith in the bank you hold money in. You're putting faith in your spouse. I refuse to use the word partner because that's not the way God intended it to be. That is our culture. That is secularism. That is, again, something else that people put faith in. That is not true. It's not the way we are designed. We were designed to be in a marriage, a man and a woman in union together. Um, yeah, I heard it say Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Um, and it wasn't Eve and Eve. Again, this all goes back to what you believe, folks. Um, you know, but we have an enemy. We have a, a being that rebelled against God long ago. And is the father of lies. And we see this at work in our society. We saw it at work in biblical times. We saw it at work in the time of the flood. And even before that, in the Garden of Eden, when Satan tried to deceive Adam and Eve, and did to their detriment, apparently. I mean, we don't know, nor can we tell, the original plan of God with Adam and Eve that uh, Satan was able to thwart in at least one way again it's that's a difficult um thing to think about you know how much god knew what was going to happen um you know he's outside of time therefore he had to know it was going to happen or knew it did in the time that it happened and uh you know that's that gets beyond my brain to figure out but But backing up the truck as a starting point as a human being on this planet there's only one race folks it's a it's the human race you know you can talk about race all you want but you're just barking up a hitting your head against the wall in my opinion because i don't care what your skin color is or where you're from you are a human being if, if you walk on two legs and have intelligence um you're not an orangutan and you didn't come from one so be encouraged this morning we are uh and it's a religion we're going through the bible right now we're up to exodus chapter 19 and you can certainly uh go to the previous podcast to listen to each uh, portion of scripture we're just going chapter by chapter right now eventually we're going to probably uh get to a point where we will um skip a little bit um I think some of the Old Testament prophets um, 
were as much for Israel's benefit. But the whole Old Testament really points to Christ coming. And if you if you get down to brass tacks, um, outside of the original chapters, which talk about the creation, um, it's really about the, the people group Israel and how they were chosen to uh, produce the Messiah, the one who would save all of us, every human being that's ever lived, uh, has the possibility of being saved uh, by Christ and what he did at the cross. And what a beautiful thing that is. So, but let's go to the Word of God. We are in Exodus chapter 19, and here we go. In the third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day came, uh, they arrived in the wilderness of Sinai. After breaking camp at Rephidim, they came to the wilderness of Sinai and set up camp there at the base of Mount Sinai. Moses climbed the mountain to appear before God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, Give these instructions to the family of Jacob. Announce to the descendants Announce it to the descendants of Israel. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians. You know how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you out myself. Now if you will obey me and keep my covenant, you will be my own special treasure from among all the peoples on the earth, for all the earth belongs to me. And you will be my kingdom of priests, my holy nation, and this message you must give to the people Israel. So Moses returned from the mountain and called together the elders of the people and told them everything the Lord had commanded him. And the, all the people responded together, We will do everything the Lord has commanded. So Moses brought the people's answer back to the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, I will come to you in a thick cloud, Moses, so the people themselves can hear me when I speak with you, and they will always trust you. Moses told the Lord what the people had said. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go unto the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow and let them wash their clothes and be ready against the third day. Now on the third day, for that day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai as all the people watch. And you shall mark off a boundary all around the mountain. Warn the people, be careful and do not go up in the mountain or even touch its boundaries. Anyone who touches the mountain will certainly be put to death. No hand may touch the person or animal that crosses the boundary. Instead, stone them or shoot them with arrows that they must be put to death. However, when the ram's horn sounds a long blast, then the people may go up on the mountain. So Moses went down to the people. He consecrated them for worship and they washed their clothes. And he told them, get ready for the third day until the, till then the, uh, come not at your wives. On the morning of the third day, thunder roared and lightning flashed, and a dense cloud came down on the mountain, and there was a long, loud blast from the ram's horn, and all the people trembled. I never realized that this said the third day he would do this, just like the third day Jesus would rise from the grave. Interesting, huh? Moses led them out from the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. And all the Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because of the Lord had descended on it from the form of fire, in the form of fire, and the smoke billowed to the sky like smoke from a brick kiln, and the whole mountain shook violently. 
As the blast of the ram's horn grew louder and louder, Moses spoke and God thundered his reply. And the Lord came down on the top of Mount Sinai and called Moses to the top of the mountain. So Moses climbed the mountain. Then the Lord told Moses, go back down and warn the people not to break through the boundaries to see the Lord or they will die. Even the priests who regularly come near the Lord must purify themselves so that the Lord does not break out and destroy them. But the Lord, but Lord Moses protested, the people cannot come up to Mount Sinai. You already warned us. You told me, mark off a boundary all around the mountain, set it as a, at a part as holy. But the Lord said, go down and bring Aaron back with you. In the meantime, do not let the priests or the people break through the approach of the Lord or he will break out and destroy them. So Moses went down to the people and told them what the Lord had said. So here you start getting into some things that uh, I certainly don't understand why somebody would have to die. And, uh, and I don't, it has, I believe, something to do with our own lack of holiness. But uh, I'm sure there are greater minds than me that you can find to search out that will have commentaries on this. But I take it for what it is. I mean, God is God. He can have things any way he wants. You know, I mean, if if God is true and uh, a man, for instance, is the leader in his own household, if he wants steak for dinner instead of chicken, he gets steak. Um, I mean, to me, it's as simple as that. If a if the God of the universe says, don't come up in the mountain, then you don't come up in the mountain. But I'm sure they could see him come down in the mountain from where they were. And the whole thing, I mean, you just, you think about some of the miracles that he did, some of the stuff that happened to let them out of Egypt. I mean, just walking through the Red Sea. How on earth could you ever go back from that? How, how on earth could you ever want to go back to Egypt and slavery after something like that? But yet people will give up uh, freedom for security um, all the time. I, you know, one of the, the tenets of our founding fathers in the United States of America um, if you read some of the founding documents, um, was that, uh, I think Ben Franklin said it one time, like if, if you give up your freedom for security, you don't deserve either freedom or security, and you're not going to have freedom or security. I can't remember exactly how he said it, but that is true. You know, if you, you give up your freedom to those who would uh, circumvent your freedoms, like we saw in the whole COVID debacle. And now we're seeing more and more stories come out about the shots actually producing more death and things like that. Um, it's just, it's, it's not rocket science and it's not crazy. You know, people follow after the tenets of Satan. Satan is a deceiver. He's the father of lies. And there's a spiritual battle, folks, that goes on every day. Uh, of your life and either you're going to follow God's word and what he encourages us in and to do and how to organize ourselves how to uh, be a family um, producing offspring I mean he talks about the whole thing in there or we're going to follow after the tenets of Satan in the world and secular humanism or Mohammedism or some other ism um, that we're going to put faith and trust in and so uh I believe that God has given you the capacity to choose one of these directions. And by his grace, um, 
you know, he is from the foundation of the world. Those who put their faith and trust in Christ, he has saved them. He becomes their, you become elected by God through his mechanism of salvation, not our own. We can't save ourselves. But from the foundation of the world, he provided a way for us to be saved. And the Lord knows who are his. He knows who's going to um, come to Christ and come to uh, a knowledge of the truth. So how that all works. I'm, you know, a lot people a lot smarter than me are going to argue about it from here to eternity. But God is the only one that saves. I do believe we have a, uh, a choice in the matter. We can either suppress the truth, that truth and unrighteousness, or we can put our faith and trust where it belongs in Jesus Christ. And so I encourage you to do so today. Lord God Almighty, thank you for this day. And uh, thank you for your word. Lord, even when we don't understand things, help us to accept them in faith that you are God, you alone are God, and there is no other. And we need to, to place our faith where it belongs in you. So thank you and praise you and we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks, everybody. We'll stop, uh, stop again tomorrow. Thank you, Lord, for the small things Like me and her on a porch swing For summer nights and fireflies And the sound of my old six-string Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings If I still got breath in these lungs Then that's all I need to get down on my knees And be thankful for all that he's done